0: George Clooney, Sean Connery, Anderson Cooper. These are all older male actors who have been called silver foxes in recent days, and their sexiness is often put hand in hand with their older age. We also frequently see this in romance books as a plot device, where older men are paired up with much younger heroines. Is this gross? (laughs) Do heroines have daddy issues? (laughs) Or is this trope simply a cultural reflection? This week we debate
1: silver foxes. Hey there, Romance Nerds! Welcome to another episode of Raging Romantics. I'm Jen. I'm Jackie.
0: We are librarians at Northern Onondaga Public Library, and we are also Romance Nerds. Now, if you're wondering what this podcast is about, wait for it. Romance! Romance! Specifically, the romance genre of books. We are going to be talking about anything and everything having to do with romance.
1: The genre, the tropes,
0: anything and everything.
1: So with that being said, sometimes our material will be a little too sensitive for younger readers. If you feel the need to wait until they go to bed, we will be here for you. We would also like to issue
0: just a general trigger warning for some of the things that we do talk about. We will always try to issue specific trigger warnings for each episode so that you know what you're getting into. Now, without further ado, are you ready, Jen? Oh, I've been ready, Jackie. All right.
1: Let's rage. Hey, Jackie. Yeah? What does the silver fox say? What? I got my uh uh honey. <laughs> I got my uh, uh uh honey. I I got my uh, uh uh honey. You've been working on that this entire
0: time, haven't you?
1: <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you. Am I wrong?
0: No, not at all. Oh, we are gonna time. get
1: into that. Yeah, we
0: will. Oh. So this. Uh, episode. We're here to talk about age gaps in romances.
1: Yeah, this was really important to us just because even starting our research into this podcast and debating topics, I was starting to notice that this is actually a really weird thing where there is a noticeable gap between the heroine and the hero's ages. And And no matter what. It's a lot easier to find older heroes
0: Mm -hmm. in romance, too, as opposed to older heroines. Mm -hmm. So when we say that, we're talking about a significant age gap, which is not just, like, a Mm three-year age gap. Fun fact, the average age gap in North America, according to a 2000 U.S. census, was 2.3 years. That is interesting. Yeah, but not in age gap romances.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is, like, almost a very self-indulgent episode where we wanted to take a deep dive and be like, Why? Why is this a thing? Also, next time we will get really ranty. Oh, yeah. But not this episode so much. We promise to try really hard. Never (laughs) promise. To control ourselves. We don't promise. (laughs) I cannot control Jen. So, there is no promise. But
0: let's start off with defining an age gap romance. Okay. And like I said, this week we're talking specifically about silver foxes and Mm -hmm. older heroes. So, keep in mind we are going to be talking about mostly heterosexual romances Mm -hmm. because that's what largely we found. And an age gap romance here is defined as really anything that's eight or more years mm-hmm. different I think in that's age. fair. I
1: feel like you're kind of similar to people within five to six, seven-ish, depending on what stage you are in your life. But eight is when I start to feel like, yeah, you're a total different era than me. You're not quite on the same wavelength of me. So I think that's a good... I would agree with that. I don't know how scientifically you decide that, but I like that number. So there is an actual algebraic formula. Oh, you're right. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Guys, I didn't go to math school. I went to library school. <laughs> Neither did I, but I can research really well. <laughs> <laughs> so there is apparently actually an age gap formula. So this is for, like, real life situations. But you take the age of the older person, divide it by two, and then you add seven. Okay, and so... that is like the minimum age you can date. So I as a twenty oh this could evolve math. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right as a twenty-eight year old divided by two is fourteen. Jen is double checking on her phone. <laughs> twenty-eight
1: divided by two is fourteen. You're right, and then job. you add seven. Add seven? What is it? Twenty-one. Is it? Yeah! Yay! So math. does that this is why I was confused. Does this mean you can date a twenty-one year old or older? Yes. So 21 it's or like... older, according to this rule, 21 is the youngest I can date as a twenty-eight year old. Oh. But, like, but you could date a 20 or a 19-year-old, and it's legal.
0: Yeah, it's legal. This isn't, like, legality reasons. This oh, is just, like, psychologically speaking, so what like, do we see as weird?
1: Okay, so anything older than 21 is weird for you. Younger than 21. Then younger than, okay. John is very confused. <laughs> I don't, like, it's just, it doubles up in my head. It's okay. I'm very Well, dumb. so, the idea
0: behind this formula, they were saying, we're getting a lot into the math, and I didn't expect to. Sorry, I just I have a lot of math questions. That as you're, when you're younger, mm-hmm. the more young more young someone is than Mm -hmm. you the more weird it is so like when you're an 18 year old Mm -hmm. dating a 14 year old technically age of consent People don't do that don't do that but it's it's really weird like when you were in high school and you Mm -hmm. dated someone or somebody you like your friends were dating someone if you Mm -hmm. were a junior and they were dating a senior that was like you yeah. Well, no. no,
1: you know what I remember is the, the boys that were seniors and would go after the freshman girls. Oh, God,
0: no. That was, yeah. yeah. I remember that happened in my class, and we were like, oh, my God, Chad did what? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chad, I'm calling you out. There's no way you're listening to this. <laughs> Listen, he I'm... deserves to.
1: That's creepy. <laughs> he was they weird. know what they were doing.
0: Exactly. But then they were talking about when a 76-year-old dates a 52-year-old. It's not as weird. It's yeah. still kind of weird, but it's not mm-hmm. as weird. So they are talking about how the age gap, importance like mm-hmm. lessons the older you get
1: that makes a lot of sense so interesting fact about me my parents are 15 years apart
0: so, so you, they you are technically this
1: age gap yeah my mom i think was in her 30s and my dad was in his 50s when they met and then she had me at 38 so i was like even an old baby so you have nothing against age gap romance i mean i kind of do cuz their divorce was brutal oh yeah <laughs> so... fair enough Fair enough. <laughs> we won't get into I that. I don't think that was the age gap so much though. I think it was them as people. Okay. But like I see the I see the positives and I see the downside as well. Yeah. Because there was some like Tension? No, not even tension. What word am I looking for? I'm looking for like there was some differences, I think, in opinion that could be related to you know how old my dad was because he grew up just in a different era, era. yeah he had a different mindset and yeah. it didn't always mesh well well that's to com- completely reveal my bias as well <laughs> i hope my mother isn't <laughs>
0: listening to this i dated older when i was 21 i dated i can't remember how old he was <gasps> he was like 34 or
1: 36 okay. mm-hmm. so he was like 14 to 15 okay. math years older than me <laughs> i don't so know you didn't you broke this formula then or you were in the gap
0: don't know hang on i'm gonna do math yes i did we did we did i remember saying we broke the rule Mm because 36 divided by 2 is 18 plus 7 yeah we definitely did okay but it wasn't to us it wasn't that weird okay because i have always been very mentally mature and we actually i remember vividly talking about this Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like the age gap was important to us because we were in very different parts of our life where i was in college Mm -hmm. like i was graduating he was like settled in a career but while I was very mentally mature, like, my mental age was probably, like, 28, yeah. which is ironic that I'm 28 now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and his mental age was a little more immature, okay. so we joked that we would meet in the middle. Okay. It, it just was what it was, I guess. hmm So, I have nothing against age gap
1: romances as long as it's legal. Yeah, you better be legal or we're gonna send you to jail. Yes. Or we're gonna try to, it depends, <laughs> honestly, because <laughs> if, if we find out, how yeah. would we find out? Anyways. So I think eight plus years is definitely a suitable difference in age. So like I was saying in the beginning, I was noticing this more and more, especially in mainstream. There is actually already a difference between contemporary and historical Mm -hmm. when we started to break this down and really look at it uh jackie do you want to explain the the stupid stuff i did not realize until you explained it and i was like oh that makes so much sense for why there would be a significant age difference for married couples in historicals oh right okay yeah i felt very stupid when she told me this and i was like "Oh." oh right
0: okay so historical romance obviously we're talking about things that are in historical time periods we're not talking about we're talking about like Pre World War Two. Yeah. So the majority of romance historicals are gonna be like cowboys in the eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. early nineteen hundreds, we have Regency, Scottish, Medieval, medieval. Scottish, any and mm-hmm. all of the above. And that is largely where we see the biggest age gap, where the hero is gonna be much older mm-hmm. like a significant portion older mm-hmm. than the heroine so like the
1: heroine might be like 18 19 Questionably 20s, eighteen, and the guys are like 30s yeah. yeah we saw
0: this in flame in the flower <laughs>
1: yeah oh that was a big one she was 17, 17 guys when, when the she book got raped like three
0: times yeah trigger warning and the it. guy was 30 years old yeah but the reason behind this is if you think of historical time periods that was common even in mm-hmm. real life It was very much du jour in ye olden days because women got married at a much younger age. In general, women are most fertile when they're mid-teens, early 20s, when Mm -hmm. they have the most quote-unquote quality eggs. Back in the olden days when it was all about reproduction and furthering the line, they wanted to focus on having as many babies as quick as possible. Healthcare well, obviously wasn't a thing exactly, either. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean they had a lot of miscarriages and a lot of yeah. They had just a lot of problems carrying to term anyway. So the
0: more children you had, the younger you were, gave you more of an opportunity to have more children survive. Okay. So I had an ancestor who married like six times during the Civil wow. War. She had eight children out of twenty something that survived. Oh my god! Yeah, that's insane. So an example of this is I was just listening to actually a murder podcast about Madame Mm -hmm. LaLaurie in New Orleans who came out to society when she was 15. Mm -hmm. And this is in the early 1800s. So that was totally normal at the time to be debuted at 15. Mm -hmm. Usually you were married by 16. Madame LaLaurie, for unbeknownst reasons, really probably didn't marry until her early 20s. And she was thoroughly on the shelf. She was a spinster by her early 20s. So for romance novels... That were writing historically based plots to have an older hero who was settled, mm-hmm. who had a military career, who maybe had already been through a war mm-hmm. and was retired from that. And then the heroine was a virgin, yeah. 17, 18, mm-hmm. questionable, <laughs> very naive,
1: yeah. just left her parents home. That was totally normal. So actually what struck me when we were talking about it that I never considered was that men needed time to establish themselves. Oh, yeah. And that women basically pass straight from their father's house to their husband's house. But men needed time to set up that house. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, that was really mind-blowing because I never thought of it that way because I'm very dumb. And, and that's I, when very... She, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's why, like, the women are younger because they're going right out of their parents' house. And then the men need time to, like... Settle. Yeah, to settle and build up their home and get money to take care of uh, their future family.
0: <laughs> it's very, like... Oh almost hunter gatherer yeah. mindset i guess mm. men go out yeah. hunt food for wife from mm. cave yeah wife have baby yeah but yeah it was very common for and it is still very common for yeah. these older heroes in romance to be much more well off if even to be billionaires like billionaire romances are rife with mm. older men for these older men to be better off to have mm-hmm. really good situations to have a full like career around themselves mm-hmm. so i said billionaire romances a lot of the times they'll own their own business mm-hmm. they will own their own conglomerate they'll own their own mob empire mm-hmm. Any and all of the above.
1: And that makes a lot of sense, because when I was first starting out outside of college, I definitely could not afford to take any... but oh I God, couldn't no. even really take care of myself that well. Listen, I, I still survived can. off of pasta, <laughs> butter, and Parmesan. I mean, they said a lot of billionaire romances now at 30s, and I'm about to go into my 30s, and I'm like, I still don't think I could afford to take care of anybody else. I think no. it's just me and barely my dog. Yeah. Lucky gets better probably care than I do, honestly. <laughs> he goes to the doctor <laughs> regularly. He goes to the vet way more than I ever go to the medical, anything. Yeah.
0: All right, so Jen and I have kind of hinted that we don't find it disgusting as long
1: as it's legal. I want to say it is dependent a little bit for yeah, me. Yeah, fair enough. I read this really great book about domestic violence, and one of the big warning signs was how big of an age gap it was mm. between the man and the woman. So it's very possible that it is a very controlling, it's a very exploitive relationship. I think there are men that will go out and find younger women because they oh, yeah. know they can get away with predators. stuff. Yeah, predators. But at the same time, I'm sure there are men that really enjoy younger women because of... And women that enjoy older
0: men. Yeah. So, as a woman, to date an older man, I personally can definitely see... I mean, I've been there, been there, done that. (laughs) I can definitely see the appeal. They are, as I said, even much more... Not much more, but they are more mentally mature. They're more settled. Can we be mean about men our age for a minute? Oh, God. Men suck. (laughs) So, men our age suck. (laughs) Buttocks. And I think it's
1: very difficult to date too. It's. <laughs> Regardless of that. You don't really date. You hang out. Is I,
0: hate, the thing. I hate dating so much. And I think that. As someone who's been on too many dates, I hate dates.
1: So it was that different with older men where it was like. You so, knew what you were doing. It wasn't so. It was really good for me. I don't know why I want to use mentally. It's okay. It was
0: really good for me. We'll go into this. Mm-hmm. Because at 21, I wasn't in a very good place mentally. And boys. At 21, if you've ever met a 21,
1: 18 to 21-year-old boys are shiitake mushrooms. Listen, sorry in advance, we are not supposed to be, like, generalizing the entire population of men. But they suck. Like, you know, you know what you're getting into. They suck. (laughs) So I
0: learned to play games, like, play mental games Mm. that were just messed with everybody's heads. I learned to, like, just outright lie in relationships and, like, all this really shitty stuff. Caden came along, and he didn't fall for any of that. Mm -hmm. He was really just, like, outright with things that he wanted to say. He was proud of what his stance is and his beliefs. And it was really good for me as a 21-year-old girl Mm -hmm. to be in that relationship and mentally mature. And reap the benefits of being around and being really close to someone who was in a
1: better place than me even though he had his own issues i'm wondering is that something you've ever noticed in real life who's usually is the problem is it the younger person or the older person i mean i didn't have any issues with it <laughs> <that. laughs>
0: i mean i guess for myself i felt a... self-conscious introducing him to people okay. being
1: like oh this is Caden," and they're like oh he looks a lot older i'm like
0: <laughs> but that's just me personally.
1: I guess if I was to be the older person, I maybe I would feel like a creep and be worried about and it. And maybe I, I wouldn't. Think, I wonder if I would feel like I was holding them back. I think a lot
0: of it too is maybe in the real, like, like I said, between the two people. I mm-hmm. don't think there would be much issue once they got over that initial hurdle. Oh, uh, so but a, introducing okay. to the peer group, yeah. I think would be the most awkward, especially mm-hmm. if there is that significant age gap where yeah. the younger heroine. It's like think of college age girls being introduced to billionaire aged men.
1: Yeah, I'm ugh.
0: billionaire aged men. I'm sorry, no.
1: middle aged men. Listen, if they're billionaire aged. You're not going to be a billionaire, <laughs> billionaire at 21 aged. unless you get a- coined a new term. Billionaire <laughs> aged. I love it. You're not going to be a billionaire at 21 unless you got handed a lot of money. Right. It's not going to happen. No. Okay, so we talked about well how we feel about mm-hmm. age gaps. What are
0: some of the issues other people
1: have? One of the big ones, and we are not gonna get into this here much because I wanna keep my job I also feel gross saying it. <laughs> there there is a lot of accusations that women thrown that they just have daddy issues. Yeah. And there are not s- true. I mean, it depends. I'm not going to dismiss it totally out of hand that they had difficult relationships with their fathers and they're trying to maybe recreate it. But I do think it's kind of gross that those accusations get thrown at the women and not the fathers that kind of ruins them. I'm going to define really quickly here.
0: Please. Because I have an issue with the term and I hate saying it, daddy issues. Uh I hate it so Mm -hmm. much. A lot of people conflate this term mm-hmm. with being younger women who have father issues oh, who are so was placing I wrong? it. Oh. Uh-huh. So, Please psychologically speaking, and I can put the link in the show notes for this, a father complex develops mm-hmm. when a person has a poor relationship with his. It was typically with a male's relationship and later became associated with either his or her father. Mm -hmm. The need for approval, support, love, and understanding progresses into adulthood and it may result in bad decisions with relationships. Somewhere along the way, society colloquialized father complex into daddy issues and eventually attached the phrase only to women. In psychology, we still use father complex in reference to both genders. Or huh. all genders. Okay, we so recognize I got, all genders. I got bitten by the sexist
1: bug. Haha, it's okay. We live in a patriarchy. <laughs> British accent. <laughs> so there is definitely a direction we can go further into that. But I, like I said, I would love to keep my job. So yeah. if you want to discuss it, take us out for cheesecake at some point outside of or work. better just bring it to the house. Yeah, because we can't go anywhere. <laughs> we don't want to go anywhere.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so those are kind of the bases behinds. Daddy, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> behind not the father, oh God no. behind
1: older mm-hmm. men, younger women. And I think that makes a lot of people feel like it's really gross. Yeah. It, there's. This idea that it's going to be an older man who's taking advantage of a younger woman, which is something we brought up already earlier. Hugh Hefner. It's something that pops up a lot in erotic romances, especially ones that feature BDSM. Mm-hmm. and are... Fifty Shades of Grey. Was a it... little bit, but they, they didn't use a certain word we're avoiding. They yeah. went more with sir. This is true. Instead is of true. the flip side.
0: We'll talk about Fifty Shades in its own as much as we're dreading mm-hmm. it, but we will. And we'll get into all of that. But... Mm-hmm. Since we're starting to talk about how this debuts in books, let's go ahead and talk about the books that we read. Because we read a lot of books for this.
1: Well, I mean, we didn't even have to read a lot of books specifically for this. So it just pops up yeah. in our reading lists. And so the thing we realized and we
0: really wanted to talk about with this was that we had a hard time finding age gap romances with older mm-hmm. heroes. Mm-hmm. Not because they don't exist. Because they are so prevalent. Yep. But because it doesn't matter.
1: It's very normalized.
0: It is very normalized. It's
1: usually not a big deal. There might be some initial, like, oh, you're old enough to be my father.
0: Jen and I read a lot of historical romance. Yeah. We love Tessa Dare. We love you. We had a hard time finding actual titles where the age gap was a prevalent part of the plot. Right. Ooh, say that ten times fast. <laughs> prevalent, prevalent part, part of, of the plot. plot. I already prevalent lost plot. it. Prevalent plot. Yeah, we already I lost, I lost. it. It
1: didn't work. You try. So we, we sat down for maybe, like, Many days. I tried for a while, and it wasn't ever a huge issue. Definitely not in mainstream. No. I will say maybe once in a while you'd see an erotic.
0: So yeah. that's that's a good point that you brought up. Mm-hmm. We had to break it down into subgenres. Yeah. To see how the different how it was used differently as a mm-hmm. plot device. So we came up with three main sub well there are really four main subgenres but we're going to be discussing three main subgenres of romance today. Mm-hmm. One of them is a classic romance, aka anything that focuses mostly on the love story as a whole and as the driving feature behind the plot. There is sex, but it is not or there might be sex. Mm-hmm. Like Amish romance doesn't yep. necessarily does not. But the sex is not central to the plot and to the movement of the relationship. Okay. So classic romance. So we're mm-hmm. talking about in this case Cresley Cole mm-hmm. If it? you deceive. If
1: you deceive. If Thank you deceive. You. Okay. I just new deceive was in there because he betrays her. Yeah. Oh. So there's classic oh,
0: right. romance. There's erotic romance. Yeah. So
1: that's where the development of the plot and of the relationship comes through sex. So they're a lot more steamy. They can be very suggestive or explicit. And you usually need the sex mm-hmm. to have an erotic romance. A classic romance, you can kind of take it out and be fine.
0: But there's still the development of mm-hmm. a relationship. Sometimes it's through sex. Yeah but it's it's steamy yeah it's very steamy <laughs> it's it's a lot more of what contemporary romance is yeah. becoming so i think the term erotica can be confusing confusing mm-hmm.
1: it was confusing to me until we really sat yeah and it then and there's like, oh, there's a difference erotica yes there's a there's a degree
0: even beyond this we won't touch that with a 10-foot pole with this no. podcast <laughs> but that's so, just
1: outside of work
0: <laughs> erotica is mostly about the sex and doesn't necessarily feature a development of the relationship or a happily ever after hea mm-hmm. but it does feature the character growth through their sexual journey. Mm-hmm. So an excellent example of this is Audrey Carlin's calendar girl series, yeah. if you've read that. Or another one is Anne Rice's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So there's a lot of sex and some people think it's a romance, but it doesn't focus on a relationship. No. Necessarily.
1: It's more about her own submission and this whole BDSM world and we're not gonna We're not gonna touch that. No, we're <laughs> not gonna touch it.
0: Alright. So we
1: talked about classic romance, we're gonna talk about Cresley Cole. Who I love, by if the way. This so is a trilogy. Good. The McCarrick we, By the way, we have all these at the library. Yes. So definitely please check them out because if you deceive was my favorite. It's so good. Ten years ago, Ethan McCarrick was disfigured after he was caught in the bed of a noble woman So he decides he's gonna get revenge on the family that ruined him, and decides he's gonna get that through the daughter of the family, which in hindsight is not very nice of him. So I do not daughter, like that. Mackenzie. So...
0: The story has a 10 year gap between when he's disfigured Mm -hmm. and when he meets Maddie, Maddie, the heroine. Mm -hmm. They don't really talk much about the age gap besides the fact that Maddie, when Ethan sleeps with Maddie's mom, Mm -hmm. which is weird to think about, Ethan is, I think he's described as like early 20s. He's he's in the army Mm -hmm. pretty much. And Maddie, I think, is supposed to be at finishing school. So she'd be, like, 13. Yeah,
1: so she it's not a huge age gap. And with that story, it's more about the revenge and how he just wants to... The fact like, that it's the daughter. Stick it to her and yeah. the family. Even though the family's already kind of ruined, he interrupts her own marriage proceedings and, like, wants to turn her into his mistress. But she's like, oh, no, you are marrying me if you're going to ruin me.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so in that one... Even though it's still an age gap, you can see that there's kind of this idea that hmm. it's a historical age gap. doesn't matter. Of course the man is older than the woman, And I think,
1: too, it helps with the plot. Yeah. Because he's going to need some time to let his plan come to fruition. He's another one that needs his time to get settled and get money and plan how he's going to get his revenge on this family who ruined him. Okay. Uh, so I think, actually, the age gap in this particular book was really useful for the plot. Mm-hmm. Because he needed time to think about his plan and grow his hate and get his money and and get his manner do this
0: and so, for his other brothers to fall in love. So I thought
1: that was a really nice aspect of this particular book, where the age gap was actually necessary, mm-hmm. because otherwise he wouldn't have slept with her mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> the and then he wouldn't have had his wouldn't revenge have started. Yeah, and of course he falls in love with her because she's just she is actually amazing. I was about to sound sarcastic, but she is genuinely a really she cool is so character. cool. Oh my god! And,
0: and it goes to Paris mm-hmm. during one of the outbreaks, plague outbreaks, yeah. which is very <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> apropos actually. Oh, but man. it's just so it's such a good book. It's we a really definitely good recommend this mm-hmm. book okay so that's classic romance yeah. and age tropes both very good age gaps
1: erotic romance erotic Ooh. so remember
0: erotic romance has sex which can be explicit or graphic or suggestive this one
1: wasn't like amazingly mm, it was no like, whatever It gets
0: steamy, but there's still, remember in erotic romance, there's still the development of a relationship as central to the plot story. We read Karina Hall, Love in English, features Vera Miles, a 23-year-old Canadian college student who goes to teach English at an English immersion retreat in Spain for businessmen Mm -hmm. for the summer. There she meets 38-year-old Mateo Casales, a Madrid businessman slash sports celebrity who is Spanish- David Beckham. And also married. Yeah. Yeah. They fall in insta-lust and insta-love. It took them a month to actually sleep yeah. together
1: because she felt very conflicted about sleeping with a married man and yeah. she was, like, afraid of love. And He a... felt
0: somewhat conflicted, too. A little bit. Yeah.
1: I think it was more her, though, because he's he hadn't been happy for a long time. They set it up, so the relationship was, like, something he decided in a very traumatic period of his life, and she got pregnant.
0: They were forced together. Yeah, he
1: very much felt like this wasn't his real life. He was stuck with it. And meeting her was like the catalyst to him changing it. Yeah. And she's like, well, you're a father, you're a husband. I don't want to be a homeworker. I'm already a mess.
0: (sighs) Jen and I had issues with the stories because of the homeworker plot, Mm -hmm. which is such a, I hate to say it, classic trope. But it is really a classic trope when it comes to older heroes. Yeah. You so frequently see in media portrayal the older man leaving his same-aged or Mm -hmm. similar-aged wife wife. for a younger woman. A much younger woman. And often she is blonde, Mm -hmm. North American.
1: Stupid. ditzy, (sighs) And usually... It's very much, they turn her into the villain, like, if I'm thinking about the, the wife. First wife's Club. They turn the wife, yeah. Well, it's both ways. Like, I've seen the wife as a villain, and I've seen the second woman oh. as a villain. Like, if you think of the First wife's Club.
0: I didn't read that. See that.
1: Okay. Or, um, the, the thing Deborah Messing was in. I didn't see that either. Or, like, oh, there's a bunch! <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought this was interesting that they really did make this of somebody who just fell in love with each other. They, he'd already had this difficult relationship and was kind of stuck for the kid, and... She probably vilified herself more than anybody else did. Mm. Vera.
0: This is true. Because Vera's dad had cheated on her yeah. mom and left her mom for another, another woman. woman. So she, Vera was kind of seeing it play out in her mm. own relationship, and that's what she was conflicted over. Yeah. Mateo was conflicted over the fact that he felt obligated mm. by duty to yeah, with his... remain with his wife, mm. who they do make into a villain.
1: I haven't gotten to that part. I couldn't quite get so, through it. I was just struggling. She is
0: <sighs> She is mean. I I feel bad for her, but she is mean.
1: I don't know. I was struggling with this one for a lot of reasons. I thought it was very overdramatic. Yeah, and I love overdramatic things. I am a dramatic, stupid person. I just was not thrilled with it.
0: I love Karina Hall. I own all of her books and I will reread her. She's great if you want to like travel somewhere and That's true. I mean
1: it what did set place
0: in a lot of places. In Madrid I love Spain. I've been to Spain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this book I wasn't my favorite by her. And it is sad that It features this trope, which I do not like at all. I don't think we should be featuring this sort of thing. I don't think we should be featuring cheating in romance I'm not a fan of
1: it. I get that it is a very dramatic plot device. And and it actually happens. It does happen a lot. And I get that there are people who really appreciate it. I'm not one of them. I kind of feel like I wish they had set this where he had just divorced his wife and went on this trip. Mm -hmm. And they still could have had this whole drama between the custody battle and maybe the wife still feeling betrayed and thrown away. But not necessarily because of another woman. Right it's not my favorite i know there are women who do if you're one of those women feel free to email me and let me know why i'd love to hear your opinion
0: about it and i do also want to put in a caveat at this point that we will never judge you for what you like to read ever Mm -hmm. because to each his own yeah (laughs) jen and i read some really questionable things we'll we'll talk about that in two seconds will we (laughs) we will not in depth (laughs) but we'll talk about alexa riley Oh, boy. So, we will never judge you for what you read. So if Because you wanna... we've done some... Br- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we... If you want to recommend anything to us, just let us know and we'll give it a shot. Try anything once, right? <laughs> <laughs> On that note... <laughs> Let's talk about
1: erotica. Oh, boy. Alexa Riley is a very controversial name at this point, but they are... For other reasons. (laughs) For lots of reasons, but they are somebody who have written well over 100 books by now. It's a two-person team. They're friends, mothers. This was something I think they did as, like, a side hustle, and then it just really blew up. They got crazy popular. There's questions about plagiarism, though, and actually Amazon has kicked them off their website, so Mm. I don't know how easily available it is to find them now. Alexa Riley is
0: very hot. Very steamy. Very short. And very short. You can read them in like an hour, or I can read them in an hour.
1: And they're very over dramatic, ridiculous situations with heroines and heroes that have a very large age gap, typically. Mm I want to say the oldest hero I've seen is 40s. And, like, the youngest is probably somewhere around 18, 19. Always age of consent, at least. Always age, yeah. Sometimes it's right up there. Like, it's literally their 18th birthday when everything goes down. Yeah. With a couple of the, like, the stepfather best friends ones. Yeah, Coach was a big one. So, her titles also
0: kind of give a lot away in regards to (laughs) what the subject matter is. So, the titles that we're going to talk about, Coach, Mm -hmm. Mechanic. Judge Thief. There were other ones, but those are like, those give you the gist. We will not say the series name. (laughs) No. You can look it up. (laughs) That was a weird sound I made. Where the men are in, or they're older and in positions of power. And the heroine is usually always very young. Mm -hmm. In Coach, she has just graduated high school and it's her 18th birthday. In
1: Thief thief is probably a little older because at that point she has like a job and she's and same with mechanic mechanic they're a little bit older it's not as bad the mechanic she's about to get married to somebody else and that sets them off
0: but pretty much in these ones we won't talk about the sex because it is a lot Mm. but it's the idea where they're centered around these older male heroines Mm -hmm. who aren't necessarily exploiting
1: the younger female they're it's more again like the hero trope I think one thing that's really important about these books is it's insta-love, and it's mm-hmm. insta-loves. So when we say that is, it's almost like love at first sight. Kind of a trope, but it's cranked up to 20 degrees. Like, you look at them, and you're instantly like... She's staring fiercely into my eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> the idea has something you say. <laughs> the men look at these women, and they're instantly like, oh, that's my woman. I'm going to go get her. I'm going to break the law. We'll talk about that with I'm Ruby Dixon. Gonna- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to do whatever dirty thing I need to do to get this girl. So it's... yeah Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? With mechanic. Oh, God, that was so dirty, but I so, love it so much. <laughs> so they know. don't even know their names, but there's just something about them that they're instantly like, mine. Yes. That's, I think, a big thing that's attractive about Alexa Riley's books and a lot of authors who write these insta-love obsessive heroes. And something heroes. I just
0: realized about Alexa Riley, too, that's interesting is that a lot of these older men are at a point of conflict in Mm. their lives where they are having some
1: issues too. Oh, that's a
0: good point. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that until this instant. Yeah, a lot of them,
1: they have something missing or they feel like their life has lacked some spark. They've never been interested in women usually, which is always something kind of interesting for these books. (laughs) They're very much have like this blankness and grayness to their lives until these women come into their lives, even though they're 18 years old and their best friend's daughter or in some kind of trouble. And they instantly just need to do anything possible to get them and marry them and uh, they need to get them pregnant right away, and you see this in a lot in other
0: erotica right. romances too. And a lot of these are on Kindle Unlimited, yeah. which Jen and I frequently talk about. There
1: are a couple of Alexa Riley's books available on Hoopla, by the way. Oh, are
0: there? There are. Yeah, I did not
1: know that. There are a couple. <gasps> Ooh, if it you... is hard to get her now, but we do have a couple on Hoopla. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I forgot. If you guys was. want to check her out and see what we're talking about, if you're curious. But you do see a
0: lot of this, too, in other Kindle Unlimited Mm -hmm.
1: romances. So, for me, when I read these books, I'm actually not interested in the age gap at all. I kind of look, like, my eyes somehow glance over any mention of ages or gaps or things like that. Usually, when I read these books, I want a good billionaire romance. I want maybe, like, in Thief, I really liked the concept of this guy who's going to rob a bank falling in love with the bank teller he's going to portray And then he, like, literally sweeps her away when he rocks the bank. So it's stuff that's very much not (laughs) things I would approve of in real life. But it's still fun to read. Yeah, and I don't really care about the age gap. I don't even acknowledge it when I read. I don't know if you ever do that when you're reading something where, like, 90% of it is something you're interested in, and then you just have, like, this little piece that you've got to ignore. Yeah.
0: Again, and this, basically what we're getting to with all of these subgenres, mm-hmm. with older heroes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't make a big deal out of it. Right. Nobody cares. Right. It might be, get, like, one or two mentions mm-hmm. in karina hall it was really like nothing besides the fact that he was already married Mm -hmm. and then in alexa riley it's like they (laughs) really don't care the only one that cares cares is coach yeah where it's the dad's best friend again and her pseudo uncle Mm -hmm. who is much older than she is i think
1: it kind of has to be written that way in books because if it is the girl who really cares about the age then it feels very predatory yeah but because i think there's these societal expectations that women can't be effective predators they can't go after men it's like it almost has to be the woman, the younger woman pursuing the young, the older man, because the office. Otherwise, it'd be like he's corrupting her. Exactly, he's explaining okay. her. He's like seducing her. Corrupt, like, yeah, you can't, you can't have a coach set up where he's like going hard after her, and she's like, no, but I mean, no, that's wrong. Yeah. So that's, I think you have no. <laughs> to do that deliberately in these books because it's not just with our own perceptions of what women are capable of. I guess. And what our society
0: is okay allowed.
1: with. Yeah, they're like, well, if you run after him, that's okay, because obviously, number one, he wants you. Number two, he's a man, so he's going to be grateful for the sex. Mm-hmm. Number three, you can't harass him. I think we don't feel like women have the power, maybe, to harass men the way that men can harass us. Mm. So that's it's easier point. to flip that around in these books. You
0: were talking earlier about the um, older man versus older woman, sorry, mm-hmm. trigger warning, rape.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little? One thing I read and study a lot is the difference in how rape victims are treated if they've been raped by a man versus if they've been raped by a woman. And older. An older woman, especially. One thing we'll get into more next week is a lot of the mainstream romances that exist for older females are teachers. (gasps) And in my opinion, that is not a romance. That's a rape story because she's Exploiting it's not legal. minor you, that is very much exploitive you cannot be in a position of power like that and sleep with your student especially high school i think okay back to men though but back to men <laughs> but we let that but that is a joke
0: yeah right it's a joke of oh ha, ha you're sleeping with a oh, teacher good for how, you yeah, buddy you're so lucky <laughs> but slap if that on was, the back
1: if that was a 30 year old man sleeping with his 15 year old student or even like an 18 year old student <laughs> well
0: ignore pretty little liars
1: yeah I mean, that scene is completely different. It's not a joke. It's something taken very seriously, but it's very much a joke if it's the opposite. Right. Is my point.
0: No, that's a good point. Mm -hmm.
1: So I think it has to exist that way in romance because we just wouldn't accept it otherwise. Okay, so here is my hot take on the issue. It's a bit rambly. I'll try to
0: keep it more concise. I feel that this has been a journey of discovery for both (laughs) Jen and I. Because we've read so many more romance books that feature older heroes yeah. than older heroines, mostly because they're more prevalent in mainstream media and mainstream publishing and on library shelves, you know, classic historical romances, mm. et cetera, et cetera. The older heroine books that are typically represented on easy access media, such as Kindle Unlimited, mm. are Smut, mm-hmm. erot- we'll define Smut next week, <laughs> Smut, <laughs> Erotica, the ones that Jen and I kind of just naturally go you over, yeah. as you saw with the teacher thing. Ugh. It wasn't really until, well, A, last year with our Between the Covers Romance group, yeah. where they were like, we want to read all our heroines. Jen and I really struggled. That was Or, when we started diving deep into this topic, we really started realizing that, A, there was a clear gap between historical and contemporary romances, yeah and age representation, Mm -hmm. and B, older heroes being so much more prevalent in these books and nobody
1: caring. So one thing that I was really curious about, too, I couldn't figure out why so many women authors were writing these this way. And I wasn't sure if it was just, like, we were used to this because of society and they were just writing what they saw. I wasn't sure if maybe it was, like, sexist reasons and they weren't acknowledging that i i wondered about this too Mm -hmm. and
0: my thought came in is because i feel like we've said in the past romance is written from a female gaze for the majority and for a female consumption Mm -hmm. lgbtq discussions aside that's the majority of it in mainstream publishing that is definitely the majority of it i feel that like you said jen a lot of women readers like to have this stronger older richer man to yeah, take care of you definitely richer and provide it is such a classic trope mm-hmm. and it's very like soothing reading yeah and I feel that older women we talk about this with um Christine Feehan yeah older women write these older heroes and younger heroines this is my hot take <laughs> this is my opinion <laughs> for two distinct reasons okay. one They want to appeal to younger readers who want to see themselves reflected in these younger heroines. Okay. So we have, by younger, I don't mean teenagers, not necessarily, (laughs) but I mean like (laughs) early 20s. So when I was early 20s, I wanted to read new adult Mm -hmm. romances, which featured early 20s readers. So when I was younger, I think I was much more accepting of these age gap romances because Mm -hmm. I was younger and I could accept a younger heroine falling for... An older, richer, (laughs) stronger hero who could provide for me and pay off my students. So
1: I think you make some really good points about that. When I was thinking about this and what I was going to say for the podcast, I was trying to remember what it was like in my early 20s and my late teens and just trying to put myself back in those shoes. Because I'm really not that old. I'm going (laughs) to – I know I'm not that old. I know. I'm not. I'm 29. I'm about to turn 30 in December. I really have nothing to complain about. (laughs) But I do wonder if for some of these authors, writing age gap romances like that isn't about wanting to revisit certain situations that happen in your early 20s, like being in college or being on your own for the first time and remembering what it was like to be really confused and unsure and also so excited to have your life just open to you with all this endless possibility. Again, I know I should not complain about this. But I do kind of already feel my life narrowing in a way. (laughs) I feel so overdramatic saying that. But I do feel like compared to what I felt like in college when the whole, the entire universe of possibilities was was so open to me. Yeah. And now in my 30s, like 10 years into my career, having bought a house. Being a little more settled. I do feel like some doors are starting to close. Mm-hmm. I still have lots and lots of time. I'm not trying to make myself out to be an old maid. And I know I will feel so differently about my 30s when I'm in my 40s. So- but it does feel like there are there is a narrowing of my life that I didn't feel before. So I feel like there's these authors that want to revisit those times. That want to have those possibilities open to them again. Except instead of being really unsure and really scared. They kind of want maybe an older experienced person to lead them through it and to avoid some of the mistakes maybe they made in their youth. So that leads into my second
0: thought of Mm -hmm. to why women, older author, older women authors write these younger heroines is because I feel like the authors, authors in Long Island, authors (laughs) themselves have fantasies about being younger younger Mm. and appealing to these older men. Okay. So that is a very... I hate this viewpoint. Yeah. I really do, but I can definitely see how it's reflected in society because it's a very patriarchal. Patriarchal. <laughs> English. View. Patriarchal view. Uh, and it's definitely a hot take. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very ageist and it's very sexist. <laughs> I feel that older women in our society, a lot of times, obviously, they're still attracted to men their age, these older men. But how often do we see it represented that these older men are looking for younger partners? Yeah, Like I said with Karina Hall. Mm-hmm. So, think of the stupid trope, like I said, of the young hot mistress. These authors are themselves then fantasizing about being young again and attracting these older heroes.
1: I hate this so much. I really but... hope one of the older women from our book club emails you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, Susan. I'm
1: sorry, Jody. <laughs> Don't yell at me. But
0: I really think it boils down to the fact that it sucks completely Mm -hmm. older women in western society and in other societies too around the world aren't viewed as attractive Mm -hmm. and older men are (laughs) you know i don't know
1: if it's attractive so much as valuable or sexual creatures yeah and it's just i hate it i really hate it mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean really when i think when you get older your identity is either a mother or nothing so i talked about this somewhere i forget where
0: But a lot of times, older women classically are portrayed as the witch. Mm -hmm. So in literature, the witch, the hag, the spinster, Mm -hmm. the mother, Mm -hmm. the grandmother, or the crone. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much the role of women until really contemporary times came around. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing women like Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, uh, Glenn Close, these really powerful powerful older women Mm -hmm. who they still aren't necessarily leads in rom-coms and movies but they're still portrayed as these gorgeous beautiful creatures
1: Mm -hmm. that i would love to be when i get older i (laughs) think that's interesting i think for me i don't know i don't worry as much about being attractive but i do feel like i probably won't be as valuable when i'm older that's what i get nervous about yeah i don't know if that makes sense because it's very much youth is king yeah and once you're a certain age people don't seem to care about you that's a very sad. State thing that. to end this discussion on yeah did we learn anything better than
0: that jackie um pretty much that people really don't care in romance novels about older heroes mm-hmm. it's not a big deal even though it really should be yeah and we learned a couple different uh, subgenres of romance yeah Good, good roundup right there. <laughs> it, we went way too long into this discussion. <laughs>
1: More than we meant to. Next time is gonna be even worse. Oh yeah. Next time we are gonna look at how romance treats older women, and it is not yeah. nice. Spoiler alert,
0: it sucks. I do
1: not approve. Not raging romantics approved.
0: Uh-uh, when we are gonna rage real hard. God, I I, I don't have words. But okay.
1: We will end that on this and thank you for listening. Yeah, email us with any comments, especially hate mail directed at Jackie for Yay. that hot take. We have comments
0: on our web page now.
1: Oh, let us know how you how much you hate us. Be nice. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to end that here. All right, thanks guys. <laughs> thanks guys. Happy reading. Keep raging.